from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Good morning, everybody, and happy Election Day, happy Voting Day to all my people out there. This is the day that you have to go out and exercise your right to vote. Just do it. Just vote. Do it. Make sure you go out there. And vote today. However you vote today, just know that it's important. And it's beautiful and it's special. And it's just a wonderful thing. Go out and vote today, folks. Today is Tuesday, November 6th, 2018, and believe it or not, I can't believe it's already been a year in between, but it is voting day, so get yourself out and vote today, and like I said, whoever you vote for, however you're voting, just go out and vote. Educate yourself. Don't just vote blindly. Vote for somebody that you feel is going to help, somebody that you believe in. I don't care if you're looking up stuff before you go to the voting booth. I don't care if you pull in to you know, where you're registered to vote and you sit outside the building and you look up some names before or that you call somebody and you talk it out. Just make sure that you vote today and make sure that your vote is educated. Make sure that your vote has substance. Make sure that your vote counts. Because it's important to vote, okay? There's so many countries that would love the opportunity to vote and love the opportunity to to be able to, to get out there and exercise their thoughts and exercise what matters to them, but they can't. It's not that it's not that they shouldn't, it's not that it, it should have been taken away from them, but you know, freedom is given to you by God. It's taken away by man. So Exercise your right to vote. Go out and vote. And and just enjoy it. Enjoy this moment. Spend it with people that you love. Go with mom. Go with dad. Go, you know, you know, bring your kids. Show people that this matters to you. Because the whole my vote doesn't count, so there's no point in voting. That's how people that's how things don't get done in America. When when people just say, ah, you know what, I don't need to vote because Somebody else is going to vote, and their vote's going to cancel my vote, or they're going to take care of my vote because, you know, they're voting, and I don't need to, and it's going to be okay. And don't, just go out and vote. Just go out and vote. And I don't mean to sound like a broken record. I'm just trying to tell you 
it is such a beautiful thing that we have in this country that a lot of people don't have. And so for you to waste it would be a beautiful nightmare. It would be a sin. Don't waste your right to vote. Vote. Vote your conscience. Vote what you feel is right. And just just go do it. Don't, don't let it slip away. Don't let it pass you by. Make sure that you go out and vote today. And my utmost respect and appreciation for everybody that takes the time to do it and to, you know, to really go out there and just speak their mind and speak their truth and vote for what they feel is right and what they feel matters. It is such a huge part of our world, and I just really hope that you go out and vote. Let's take a quick step aside to get Rob Drummond on the show. Just so you know, on today's show, Rob Drummond's going to be joining me first. Syracuse and NFL alum Rob Drummond joins me to discuss the 7-2 and two Orange and so much more in just a moment. And then after that, in the second hour of the show, you'll hear my one-on-one conversations to get you ready for the official tip-off to the 2018-19 season. With the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team, you will hear from Alan Griffin, Buddy Bayheim, Robert Braswell, and O'Shea Brissett. All in the second hour of the show between 10 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And the ingredients to success will round out the show proudly presented by Utica Pete's Company. And it's a Utica thing that happens at the culmination of Wake Up Call this Tuesday and every Tuesday at 10.50 a.m. Eastern Time. So let's take a quick fast break and I'll be back with Rob Drummond in just a moment. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily you know, we bring in local produce we prepare to order in the kitchen we hand bread our chicken we hand spin our milkshakes it's it's great food it doesn't taste like fast food I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a chick-fil-a restaurant it's different we, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here which is very different and deeper than good customer service and so I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or hondacity-cny.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing 
their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica thing. Proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It is a beautiful, wonderful time every time I'm on Wake Up Call when I can welcome this man into the show. He finds it hysterical. I find it pretty funny, too, when I say, Rob, how you doing today, when I was talking to Rob just a few hours ago on the phone, so... With that being said, Rob Drummond's here on the show, Syracuse and NFL alum, joining me to discuss the 7-2 Orange and so much more this morning. There is not a truer, more honest, more real voice and one of the greatest people that I have in my corner. So with that being said, Rob, I'm going to ask you how you're doing, but I talked to you, I don't know, what, last night, just a few hours back. So how are we doing today? Doing pretty good, you know, no complaints, you know, it's raining, but that rain could be snow, so don't complain, we shouldn't complain about this rain, you know, because we know what's coming next. Yeah, absolutely, and I could almost sniff it in the air a day or two ago, I could sense it coming, so hopefully it'll stay off for a little while and not be here anytime just yet. Before we get into the orange, today is election day, I played one of my favorite songs which is uh, God, um, I'm proud to be an American, and I, I just I love the fact that we have an opportunity in this country to speak our mind, vote our mind. I would like it to be better than it is, but at least it's it's something. And uh, you know, people say that they don't want to go out and vote, and they don't care, and it doesn't matter. But I think it's an important day to to speak your truth, whatever that may be, and whoever you feel is the best candidate. So, what can you say about election day and knowing that in this country we do have a voice that we can exercise? I mean, I think it's a fundamental right for everyone to go out there and make a choice of, you know, vote their conscience. You know, it's the same thing I would tell my my own children. It's like, you know, I, I may agree with someone who you may not agree, but if you agree with that person, you feel he's right for you, then vote for him. You know, I have no, I have no problem with that. You know, me personally... You know, I just, you know, I, I didn't vote for Obama either either time, you know, because I, I disagree with some of the ways he, you know, he approached things, you know, when he accepted the honorary, you know, the, the, the degree from um, from uh, from Notre Dame, you know, which is a pro-life school and Obama was pro-choice, you know, it's just it's just certain things like that that, 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 that I look at an individual and be like, you know what, you can't be hypocritical to yourself, you know, but then again, I also look at the state of affairs, what's going on with, uh, you know, with um with uh, Donald Trump in office, and I'm like, holy smokes, you know, in my 51 years of life, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I barely really knew the, I knew what a neo-Nazi was, but didn't know they were in America. So it's just like, wow, you know, it's just, and, and, and I'm not a big fan of politicians. I'm not a big fan of government anyway, but I still exercise my right to vote. I went out and voted myself, you know, so, I mean, I just think, think people should really, really consider you know, the, the choices that they're making, you know, and, and I always say, you know, vote with your heart, because if you vote with your heart, you can never go wrong. No, and, and that's the truth of the matter, and that's the importance of it all, you know, is if you vote with your heart and you vote with what you feel is right, you know, you do everything in your life with what you feel is right, then there's, you know, there's something to be said about that, and there's something special 
about about that is you know getting your mind and your heart to work together is really the ultimate goal and you know hopefully people can do that and I, I definitely definitely uh, appreciate you know everybody that goes out and does it I'm voting after the show so I can't believe it's been a year I will say that much because I still have my I voted sticker but I get to vote after the show and because I moved my voting is I could like lit, I could probably walk to where you know I vote and so for me you know this is this is fun I'm excited you know right after, like I said right after the broadcast I'm gonna run out there and do it because it's an important thing to do. So, you know, Rob, uh, you know, so lastly, kind of closing this off before we get into Syracuse, just what you can say about, because you and I are very honest, very open, uh, very direct in how we would like this world to go and, and, and would appreciate people accepting each other. Just what you can say about what you hope for in, in this election, what you hope for in the rest of this year and in the new year, that, that we can strive to be because you and I are on the same page with this. So I just wanted to have you share that because I know that, that what you and I fight for every day is, is something worth talking about. You know, I mean, as I said, I mean, all I really can do is speak for myself because I'm the one that lives inside my body, inside my own head, you know, and, and raise my children, you know, and, and that's just it. I, I want my children to live in a world, you know, a world without fear. You know, and that, that 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 might seem that might sound crazy, or you know, or something that's you know highly unobtainable. But as but it, but as a as a as a father, you know, what every parent should want their children to live in a world without fear. You know, and then I just listened to some of the rhetoric, you know, um, on on the television or on the radio, you know, from 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 the, you know from the man who's supposed to be the leader of this country, and it's just like, I, you know, you take a step back, and you're like, wow, you know, it's like. Did he really just say that? It's like, did he really just do that? Did he, you know, it's just, and the, the, the one thing, and, and and I expect it from you, I expect it from my friend Dave, I expect it from my girlfriend, I expect it from anybody, is don't just treat me, you know, nice because you think I'm a nice person. You know what, hold me accountable for what I say. Right. And I have no problem with that at all. You know what, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I make mistakes all the time, and I love being held accountable. You know, because it gives me checks and balances, and it makes me understand that, you know what, Robert, you were wrong. And I have no problem apologizing if I am wrong. It's just to see the, you know, I, as, a, as a professional athlete for 15 years, I saw the narcissism in some of the players I play with. I saw the ego. I saw the, you know, I'm better than you type of mentality. And I was like, oh, my God, I could never be like that. It's like, who do you think they are? At the end of the day, we're all going to, you know, we're, we're, we're all going to meet God. And he's going to ask you a question. What type of person were you? My son or my daughter? That's exactly what he's going to ask everybody. You're gonna say, he's already going to know. But he's going to want to find out what, what was inside your soul, what was inside your heart that allowed you to be able to go out there and do some of the things that you did to, did to mankind that were, you know, defaming. You know, so it's, it's just, it, it, it doesn't amaze me, but it's just disheartening to watch so much hatred. I mean, as I said before, and you know this, I forgave the young man that murdered my father. So I said, why would I hate anybody on this planet? If I don't hate him, what can anybody ever do to me to make me hate him even more? <laughs> I mean, my goodness, I forgave Remus Smith. And I forgave him, and it's not, not for him, but I forgave him for me. Because God told me, my God, because I don't know what, what this God is. Some people are following because whew, some of the things, 
that he that their God tells him to do, it's like, wow, I could never do before. I accept all people. I accept immigrants. I accept black. I accept white, Asian, you know, whatever it may be, transgender. You know, as long as you're a good person, that's all I care about. Be a good person, you know, because that's a, that's the a world I want my children to live in. And that's the world I'm going to try to achieve. Every day I have breath in my body, every single day I wake up, every single time I go out there and try to be the best person I can possibly be. Will I make mistakes? Of course. I'm a human being, but that's just it. I'm a human being. We're all human beings. We should love one another and treat each other with respect, you know, and, and, and respectability, but we don't. And that's the thing is that, you know, there needs to be that balance. There needs to be that love. There needs to be that respect. There needs to be that togetherness and that equality. And I, and I tell people all the time, and I said it on the show this morning, you know, freedom is not man given. It's, it's man taketh away. You know, freedom is, is something that God gave us and only human beings seek to take that away from some people. So make sure you go out and vote today. Make sure you speak your mind. Do it in a positive way. Understand that whether you agree or disagree with certain things, peaceful protests and peaceful actions and peaceful hopes for change are somebody saying they don't like the way that things are, but they're not willing to make it any worse. So just understand that. Respect that. People don't have to agree with you, but if they do it peacefully and they and they do it with their heart and they do it with their beliefs and they give it all they have, that is something that I won't knock anybody for. And I tell people all the time, for 15 years, you can come on this show and disagree with me to the high heavens. I ask for two things. Justify your opinion. Don't come on the show and say, I hate the team because they suck. Justify your opinion. And the second thing is, be respectful. Justify your opinion. Be respectful. No personal attacks. No, I hate this. I hate you. I hate F this. None of that. Because that is not something that I will stand for. And it's not something that anybody's going to feel comfortable with. So be good to each other. And be good to yourself and understand that that goes a long way. Speaking here with Rob Drummond, Syracuse and NFL alum. Rob is here with me this morning and we are speaking about the Syracuse Orange, the 7-2 and two Syracuse Orange. Mr. Drummond, you and I have covered this team for a long time together. It's been almost a decade that we have worked together and talked about this team. And before that, obviously, you played for the team. You've been a fan of the team. You've watched the team and you grew up in the area. I grew up in Syracuse as well and have been covering and watching and going to the games my whole life. So what can you say about the team that we're looking at right now? What a major improvement, you know, from, from the, 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 the last two years. You know, this, this team is playing with, 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 with more heart, more desire, more fire, more belief in themselves. You know, it, 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 they still have a long way to go. You know, and that's you know, and that's 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 saying a lot because they're actually pretty good. But there's so much more they can get better. But it's so promising to look at these, you know, look at these guys and realize that you know what? It's like you guys, when you when you fall into a system and you believe in the system, and you really go out there and you practice it and it's preached to you every single day and every single time, you begin to believe. You begin to fit, you know, to fit the mold. You know, everything seems to be going their way right now, and that's a great thing to watch and a great thing to see. You know, it's seven to two. You know, I tell everybody, you know, just don't don't cheer too early. I I I understand it's been a long time coming, you know. But right now, just let let you know let let them let them get their sea legs, you know. Let let them go out there and understand what it's like to be ranked right now. Because right now, it's just like it's like uh, they're, they're a kid in a, in a candy store right now. It's like <gasps> we're thirteenth rank. We're we're you know. It's like wow. And they, and of course, on paper, they you know they should beat Louisville. You know this uh, this 
for a Friday night at 7.30. You know what? But that's why the game is played. You still have to go out there and do all the things that your coaches teach you to do, all the things that you practice, and all the things that you learn you know, and, and during, during the course of the week to prepare for that game. So Louisville's not going to uh, you know, roll over it and, and lay down just because it's Syracuse. They're still going to go out there and give, um, put in the battle. But if they do the things they're capable of doing, they can win this game and go on to an 8-2 and two, uh, eight and two record going into the Notre Dame game. But it's one game at a time. That's what Coach Mack always taught us even during our undefeated year, don't look towards Notre Dame. That's what I'm hoping they don't do. You have to play Louisville because that's the task at hand. Yeah, and that's you know that's obviously something, and it, and it's a great point, and it's something that you know people say, oh well, you know it's coach speak to be like, oh, one game at a time, this that, and the other thing. But that's how you got to handle it. You know, it, today's Tuesday. I can't handle Wednesday, November seventh today. Because it's Tuesday, November 6th. I don't know what Wednesday, November 7th is going to look like. I don't know what Tuesday, November 6th is, what's going to happen here that may affect Wednesday, November 7th. I don't know if I'm going to be here Wednesday, November 7th. So I can only affect Tuesday, November 6th. And, you know, so when people want to say, coach speak this and coach speak that, the reality of it all is you can't look ahead. You know, if I'm a coach and they say, coach, are you circling this game and circling that game? I would say I'm circling each game individually, okay? My first game I circled was Western Michigan. Then I circled Wagner. Then I circled Florida State. You can't overlook anybody. And that is, you know, I mean, that that's the reality of it all. Louisville, I said they would struggle this year. I said that I believed in my prediction that Louisville was going to be good for maybe five, six wins this year in a rebuilding year without Lamar Jackson. The team has done even worse, worse than I thought that they would do. But that doesn't mean anything for this game. Because Louisville has nothing to lose. Louisville right now is playing spoiler. They're the opposite of what they used to be in a game against Syracuse. Because Syracuse used to be going up against Louisville saying, we got to try and make sure that they don't win another game. Oh, they won 11 straight. Well, they're not going to win 12 straight. Syracuse played spoiler inside the Carrier Dome to Louisville in the past. And now Louisville will be trying to do that to the orange. It's the task at hand. It's the focus. And you can only control the controllables, which is what you do. Can't control what they do. You can control what you do and how you react to what they do and prepare for what they do. So, Rob, we have this game. And we'll be at the Press Room Pub at 5 o'clock. The game's at 7 o'clock. So we'll be at the Press Room Pub at 5 this Friday. And we'll look forward to seeing you all November 9th. It's our final pregame of the regular season, but we know there's a bowl game, so maybe we could do something special with that. But we'll be there Friday, November 9th at the Press Room Pub, 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in Syracuse, 5 p.m. this Friday, November 9th. This team, Eric Dungy, I just had Marvin Graves on the show yesterday. Every Monday, he's the Monday morning quarterback. He was second all-time in career passing yards. He was just passed by, I believe, uh, just seven yards by Eric Dungy. So now it's Ryan Nassib, Eric Dungy, Marvin Graves, Donovan McNabb. What can you say about what Eric has done and Eric passing a guy who came right after you and did some pretty awesome things at Syracuse? I mean, what a, what a, what a great accomplishment you know, from from a young man who I have the utmost respect for, you know, and, and Eric Dungy. When I, I know I know Derek um, Eric off the field, you know, he's always just been very humble, respectful, hardworking. You know, young man to just approach the game as a game that he loved. You know, and you can tell he loves this game because I mean, a lesser opponent, a lesser fighter, a lesser warrior, and by warrior, I mean someone who just goes out there and gives it his all, one hundred and ten percent. I noticed I didn't say a hundred. It's at 110%. Every single play, every single down, 
you know, just tried to will himself to win, you know, you got to have respect for something like that because, you know, I, I, I understand that because that's the same type of player I was. Eric made himself, into the, you know, into the player he was. Yes, Syracuse University gave him the opportunity, gave him the chance to be able to go out there and showcase his talents, but his his will and his desire, you know, and and, and, and the effort he put within himself, you know, to, to make himself bigger, to make himself stronger, to make himself understand the offense, to stick with it and not give up. You know, you have to have a lot of respect for not crashing in because at any given time, he could have just been like, you know, it's not worth it. But he never did. He never faltered. And he believed in himself. He believed in uh, Coach Babers. And he went out there and, you know, just did the best thing he possibly could. And even when he lived through that ad- adversity, you know, of having people were calling for Tommy DeVito, he still he, he, he still didn't waver. He still went out there and put in a great performance, you know, and just, and, and just played the game like he's always played it. 100 miles an hour excuse me, 110 miles an hour to the best of his ability. And when we see this, speaking here with Rob Drummond, Syracuse, Orange, and NFL alum, you know, seeing Eric Dungy, like you said, go out there at 110%, not 100%, but over 100%, what makes him, in your opinion, so special? I mean, we see different things, but, you know, like you said, you talk to him off the field, you talk to him outside of the game, so to go a little bit deeper, then he can run really well, or he does have an arm to throw because look at what he did with Nikeem Johnson on the 82-yard pass play at the Dome against NC State, and yada, yada, yada. What is it, what's the X factor? What is it about Eric Dungy? Because we've talked about him a lot. What, in your opinion, just sticks out to you more than anything about this young man? Heart. He's got the biggest heart of any player I've seen in a long time. Just doesn't, give, doesn't, doesn't quit. Doesn't doesn't know how to quit. You know, it's it's, it's a high end motor and it's running full speed every single time. Does not take plays off. You know, he just said that if if he can do it by himself, he do it by himself. What he has to understand and what I always tell him is like, Eric, let the game come to you. You know, is you have other use your other players. You know, you're 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 the you know you're the orchestrator. You know, you're the one controlling all the buttons, controlling all the panels and everything. So just use your players to your ability to allow you to be able to be more successful. Right now, I think he gets in his mindset, and it's his youth. You know, granted, he's 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 four years in in, in the Syracuse University, but he's still a young player. You know, and by by young player, I mean even if you're going on to the to the next level, you know, which be, be, could possibly be professional sports, you'll still be a young player. So you're still learning the game. You're still understanding the game, how to play at a higher level against better competition. You know, so just let the game come. The game come to you. It's a, it's what I always used to call, you know, when I was playing the Matrix. When I was a running back back there, and, and, and later in my career, I was understood. It's just like I knew everything that was going on on the field. It was just, it just sl- slowed down to me. Right now, the game's a little bit fast for him. But when it slows down to the point where he understands it, and he's like, "Wait a minute, I understand this." It becomes so much easier. But that kid has more heart than any player I've seen in a long time. When you see what he's done, I mean, he was. Obviously, uh, in the Florida State game, he was hit in the eye and had some had some trouble with vision and whatnot. And Tommy DeVito came in and wins the game. And then after that, you know, Syracuse is in a situation where they need some help again, and Tommy DeVito steps in at home against North Carolina and wins the game in double overtime. As a former player, when you watch your backup have success, you watch your backup win the game. And then later on, uh, a few weeks later, you watch your backup come in in a game where you're struggling and win that game too. And then you come back and win the next two games against NC State and then at Wake Forest. 
just what that says about Eric to have it taken away, have him have to sit and watch and then see his response because some people crumble crumble under pressure. Some people's egos are, are too big for the game and they just can't handle something like that. He lost the, I, I don't want to say he lost the job. He had, he was asked to sit down and then he responded by doing what he's done. Just what that says about his character and, and just what you can say about that as a former player that he was told, hey, you're healthy, you're good to go, but we need you to sit over there. We want to see what Tommy can do. And then he bounced back and in these last two games has arguably maybe played his best football that we've seen. <laughs> the, 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 the irony of this for me to answer a question like that is that you do realize that, you know, I, I was a starting running back my sophomore year and then all of a sudden Michael Owens came onto the scene and, yeah. No one expected to hear anything from me. You know, yeah. the two-time Parade All-American, you know, the number 44, you know, superstar running back, things of that nature. But he could never unsee me as a starting running back. Granted, me and Michael are, are the best of friends. That's, you know, that's one of our brothers. You know, but it, it just made me, just like with Eric, work that much harder, you know, because I knew I had the starting running back job and I wanted to hold on to it. I thought I deserved it. So every single day I worked, as, as I said before, 110% to make myself into into a great athlete. I didn't make myself a good athlete. I made myself into a great athlete, you know, because I tried everything. I worked as hard in practice. Games were easy to me because I worked so hard in practice that when games came around, it was easy. It was simple, you know. So I mean, Eric Eric's the same way. It's like you know, I I had people who doubted me. I had people who didn't believe in me. I you know, but I didn't I didn't worry about that. I just went out there and worked my trade and worked as hard as I could every single time, whether it be in the weight room, you know, in the classroom. You know, and, and you know, in the exiting on of, of my plays, you know, what people don't understand is that as football players, we always get graded, you know, on our on our performance. Also, and me and DJ used to always joke joke about it. Who's going to grade the highest? And we would always score in the 97th, 98th, or 99th percentile in our games. We never made mistakes because we worked at it. And that's the one thing that 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 Eric's I think acquired from um from uh the old school style of play that we had back when I was at Syracuse. Is that is that work ethic and that you know and that killer be killed mentality of when you're a football player you go out there and you say you know just play with passion play because you love the sport you know and that's and that's how I approached it nothing was going to be taken away from me even though I was splitting time with Michael Owens and even though he was a stellar a star running back at Syracuse University I just went out there and wanted to perform and do the best thing best job I possibly could as a player to help my team to victory I didn't care about stats. I didn't care about fame. I didn't care about none of that stuff. All I cared about was winning championships and playing a game that I love to play since I was a five-year-old kid. Speaking here with Rob Drummond of Syracuse History, Rob, you and I have talked a lot about uh, your time with the Syracuse Orange in the 80s. It's been a long time for you to see success, and it's it's been something that you know a lot of a lot of teams are waiting for that have waited 20, you know, 20 years. I mean, you look back on, you know, 30 years ago or, you know, on other teams 20 years ago. When, I, when we look at this, yeah, Doug Marone had some success. Scott Schaefer had a, a, a moment there in the beginning kind of as, as Doug Marone was leaving and he was able to, you know, go to a bowl game and whatnot 2013. Greg Robinson literally had uh, no success according to the NCAA because in the sanctions and everything that came down, I believe they erased his maybe seven wins that he had over four years. So when we look when we look at what's been happening in Syracuse, it's been a long time since people really could see this team 
do something where, you know, they, they could get around it and get excited about it, get happy about it. As a former player, what can you say about what you're seeing on the field and what Syracuse truly looks like right now, knowing that it's been a very long time since since we felt something like this? You know, for, for me as a former player, it, it's, it's it, you know, and I know a lot of those guys personally, it's, it's just good to see them smile, to see them happy, to understand what that feeling of winning feels like. You know, it's just, it's just something that doesn't happen overnight. Those guys have busted their behind, you know, for the past 20 years, you know, since, you know, since, since Greg Robinson took, took over the program and, and had it going nowhere. You know, it, 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 and I know what it feels like. It feels good to be nationally ranked. It feels good to be able to understand that all that hard work, all that effort, all those waking up early in the mornings, you know, those, you know, those, those weekend workouts, you know, those, those, those tour days, those, those long dog days of summer when you work your behind off to try and be, be a good team to, to win your first game. They're all starting to pay off now, and these are the fruits of your reward. So hopefully, this can, this can snowball, and you know, and, and the next group, you know, can uh, or next year's class can understand. All right, guys, we know what it felt like. We got a taste of it. We want more, and we want more, and we want more. And it could balloon back to Syracuse being back in the national spotlight and a prominence again. Yes, they've got they've just got a taste of it right now. But you know what? Just because you have a taste on it, I mean, it could, at any given point, it could be taken away. So you got to work that much harder and do that much more just to maintain, you know, the the, the, the status quo that you're at now. And I think these young men have actually approached it in a in a, in, in, in a in a manner that they understand it. They get it now. It's starting to click. They're starting to understand, and that's respect. And with the fans, you know, Eric Dungey asked everybody to come out. He said, you know, listen, we, you know, this is my last game ever in the dome and you know it'd be great to pack the loud house fans did show up to this last game and it's the first time in a long time where i could say the announced attendance was probably pretty accurate at forty thousand and some change what can you say about eric dungy asking this because what i mean by that i don't feel like he should have to ask number one that's what i'm trying to say so he asks and he says, you know, let's pack the dome, guys. This is important to me. It's important to the team. Let's see out there. Just what you can say to the Syracuse fans and, and what your thoughts are about this because it's kind of twofold. What do you think about about the fans in the dome and, and not really being there in recent history? And then, you know, Eric Dungy, whether or not he should even have to ask, especially this season, but in general, you know, because no matter win, lose, or draw – Florida State's still going to bring in like 89,000, 90,000 people. So just what you could say about that statement by Eric and and the fans kind of love, I don't want to call it hate, but love questioning relationship that they've had with the football team where sometimes they love them and sometimes they have a lot of questions. I mean, I, it, it, you know, it's, you know, six and one half dozen of the other. You know, it, for me personally, you know, my, my, my last my last few years, I never had to ask fans to come to the Dome because we, we were sold out every single game my last few years, <laughs> you know, so, and, and but, but for, I mean, I, I, I get what Eric means, you know, he just wants to, he just wants the fans that cheered him, that stuck with him for the four years, you know, to, to come out, you know, for, for his final encore, you know, me personally, I remember my last game against Pittsburgh in the Carrier Dome, just being so overwhelmed with emotion. You know, having having you know having been born and raised in Syracuse and growing up here and just playing, you know, Pop Warner football, high school football, my collegiate football there, and playing the last game I would ever play, you know, in the city of Syracuse, 
you know, it was just a great feeling to me. And just to hear the standing ovation that I got when they announced my name and I walked out there was just, you know, for me, it felt like, it felt like an honor to be able to, you know, to go out there and, you know, and play in front of a bunch of, I mean, a bunch of people, a bunch of fans who only knew me by name, you know, and just, and just be able to give them something within a bowl game, to be able to look forward to during the cold one well, my months of Syracuse, you know, so uh, it's going to be an emotional time for him. It's an emotional time for any player. You know, you, I mean, as I said, people only see what they see on the Saturdays and, you know, and Fridays, you know, uh, these kids playing, you know, for the three hours they see. You don't see the hard work that, and the preparation that goes into preparing yourself and getting ready, whether it be in the weight room, whether it be in the classroom or whether it be, you know, in the, in, you know, in the, in the football wing, you know, learning your plays and learn, learning – the offense and defense that are going to be called that day, they don't see all the grunt work that goes on, and it's so hard, but these guys love it. You have to love this game in order to love this game. You understand what I mean by that? Yeah, no, absolutely. I get it. You truly do, because there's so many small things that can distract you from this game that, you know, a bruise here and an injury there, a hurt here, but it's like, you know, in your heart, you want to play as hard as you can because you know fans, they depend on you. They depend on excitement. They depend on the habit. They want to have just as much fun as you. So you have to live vicariously, you know, through them. So they're playing through you in this game. And that's, that's one thing I always took from playing in Syracuse. And it was the best, most fun time of my life, my four years at Syracuse, because I was able to do something that not many people, you know, across the country can do. Very few men, you know, get the opportunity to play in front of, you know, in front of their family and friends, you know. And I happened to do it for four years. You know, as a starter in Syracuse, which is rare nowadays, but it was the most fun, the most excitement I ever had. Being able to just turn around and have people cheer for you, and you just give them excitement and and you know and, and the glory that, that that they feel as SU sports fans. You know, to the fans that stepped away, to the fans that you know fell back when we went through the Robinson years. You know, and then with, with, with Coach Peace toward the end of his tenure, instead of tailing off, and you know just. I, I, I hope they come back, but that that's a choice on them. They 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 got to decide how much they love Syracuse University football, the Syracuse University athletics in their heart. Because I know me personally, I will always bleed orange. I don't care if they went zero and twelve the next ten years. Would I be upset? I'd be upset, but I'm still gonna always love my Syracuse University Orangemen. And that comment. <laughs> no, yeah, well, because that's what they are. So, you know, the orange man, the orange man. It was funny. I said, you know, when, when, when you're in the national spotlight and something big happens, albeit very good, there's always a PC thing. And as soon as Syracuse won in 2003 with, with the men's basketball team and Carmelo Anthony and G-Mac and Hakeem Warwick and Quest Dwayne and Josh Pace and Billy, um, not Billy, uh, Craig Forth and so on and so forth. When that happened, it was like, it felt like Syracuse was in the limelight for a day, and then it was like, well, they can't be the orange men and the orange women. They have to be the orange people. They just have to be all together. And I, and I just, it's crazy. It's the orange men. It's the orange women. There's nothing wrong with it, and you can't erase history, and you can't erase everybody's shirts and hats and, and mugs and whatnot. So, you know, call it what you want to call it, but it's the orange men and the orange women. And, and Rob, you, you know, you talked about just having that love and that appreciation. And you had, you know, you got to play locally 
And I want to get to that a little bit because you got to play in front of your family. You got to play in front of your friends. You got to play in front of people that watched you grow up and, and watched you get after it and watched you do what you did. You had that blessing. And the thing that's Orange Avenger said it's Orange Nation. There you go. So uh, you had that opportunity to do something special. You and I speak on all the time how guys like Stevie Scott somehow slipped through. That you know that your that your Stevie Scotts and your Dorsey Levins and your Mike Hearts and and so on and so forth. You know, and your and your um, Tyler Days and and your John Phillips and and Servassier Dennis and and one they all they all slipped through the cracks. And they go, they end up going somewhere else and finding success and no Jordan Williams. So just what you can say about that piece of it, that element of it, and Syracuse is winning right now and how they should maybe look to that again and look to having kids on the team who are talented and capable, not just anybody, but having talented, capable, strong players who don't need to have two stars, five star, whatever stars, but to have that like you had that and how important that is to the success of the future of Syracuse and how important that is to getting the community involved, fully knowing that you were on teams that embraced that so very much and there was a lot of dividends that came from that. I mean, I, I, personally, I think in, in order for a Division One university or, or any university for that matter, you know, you have to capture – you know, capture your audience. By capture your audience, I mean you have to have local players. You know that people can relate to. I mean, Syracuse back in the days when I played. I mean, we 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 came we as athletes, myself, Scott Schwades, you know, Chris Ingram, Tim Green. You know, I mean, I, I can go on and on. Todd Casmer. I mean, it's just you know, Chris Gedney. We 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 came to Syracuse as average athletes. A little bit better than average, but but average athletes, you know what? But just playing in front of family and friends and playing for the allure of just being able to go out there and, you know, in, in a place we grew up, you know, made us in the stars because we worked at it. We wanted, not not only did we want to play for Syracuse University, we wanted to play for the city of Syracuse. It was a pride inside of us. There's a pride instilled of every young man who gets to be able to play in his hometown. You know, I, how many college kids can actually say that? You know, I, I, I played my high school football and college football about 10 minutes away from one another. That was the most exciting time in my life, you know, to be able to have family and friends and coaches, you know, and teachers and everyone, even to, even to this day when I walk in the Carrier Dome. I mean, I'm, I'm older now, and it's like, I expect, ah, no one will know who I am. Everybody still knows who I am. And I'm like, wow. You know, it's like, it's like I mean, they always tell me, Wait, you're Robert Drummond, you're Robert Drummond, you're Robert Drummond. I'm like, how the heck do you still know me? I look entirely different, you know. But it's it's just a pride that people, you know, they love their SU sports and they love their local, you know, their local heroes, their local stars, you know. And that's and that's the one thing that Syracuse has to understand that when you have local people on the team that do well, that even with the success, success I had even after Syracuse, people are always going to remember and respect that, you know, and come back to the game for that feeling because they felt that they were a part of my career and they were. They were the reason I did what I did at Syracuse and why I did everything I did and the pros. And therefore, you know, I was playing not just for myself, but for a, for a fan base that appreciated me, respected me, and, and was loyal to me during my time at Syracuse. And you had that connection. You had that 
that love and that respect and it was there and and I feel like it, it would be so great to I don't feel I mean I know that it would be so great to see that again and to see that uh, Rob before I let you go Antoine Cordy Eric Dungy Dante Strickland Moniel Andreas Jurig Cody Conway Colin Byrne Kylan Whitner and the list goes on I'm naming off guys that went through the trenches that that saw the end of Scott Schaefer and the beginning of Dino Baber's era just what you could say about these guys in this moment and just what that you know in, in your opinion just what your thoughts are on you know yeah this whole team is excited and this whole team has more work to do but on top of that the guys that went through the trenches that went through a coaching change that went through the tumultuous four and eight and four and eight and four and eight to experience all of that, just what you can say about, and then the ones coming in that were recruited, like like uh, Rex Culpepper and Moniel, whatnot, that you know were coming into a team after Schaefer had gone, and they were connected with the staff, but they decided to still come here anyways and believe in Dino. Just what you could say about those guys and the special moments that they have, and, and what this dome game is going to mean to not just Eric Dungey, but to all of them who have literally looked at hell and said, all right, we got to walk through this fire. And now they're standing here today. No, I, I, the best advice I can give those young men is enjoy, enjoy it for the moment because there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, I, I, and, and, and all I can do is, is uh, think back to when the, the year we went undefeated and we got, we were at a national prominence, you know, you know, it was one game after another, you know, we, we were ranked, we were ranked 15th in the country. Then we were ranked 11th in the country. Then we were ranked, Eighth in the country, then we were ranked, you know what, sixth in the country, then we were ranked fourth in the country. So it was like, holy smoke! So every week it was a new challenge. You know, every week someone was gunning for us. This week Louisville was gunning for Syracuse. So you can't rest on your laurels. You got to go out there and work harder than you did the week before just to stay on top. Those that are on top are working their behinds off to stay on top because it's hard to be on the top. <laughs> it truly is because everyone's getting for you. You're, you know, you're not a secret anymore. Syracuse is not a secret anymore. So from this point forward, you know, the, the, this, this next game is going to be a tough one. Notre Dame is going to be a tough one. Boston College is going to be a tough one. Everyone's getting for you now. You're not sneaking up by anybody anymore. Enjoy it while you can, but it's time to get back to work and understand that, you know what? You're, you're It's zero zero when you walk into that field. Flex your muscles, young men. Go out there and do what you're, you came to college to do. Yeah, coming from Rob Drummond, I, I don't know how to end it on any other better way than that. Flex your muscles and show what you can do. Syracuse taking on Louisville at home in the final home game of the 2018 regular season. You can come out and see the Orange Friday, November 9th at 7 p.m. and come out and see Rob and I before that at 5 p.m., just a few minutes away from the Dome at the Press Room Pub, 220 Herald Place in historic Herald Square in Syracuse. We're pre-gaming at 5. You're at the Dome at 7. And for everybody that's not going up to the Dome, stay at the Press Room. Watch the game there. So we appreciate it, and we thank you for your support because this is Rob's community. It is my community, and when we see our community come together, it, uh, it puts a big smile on both of our faces. So, Rob, as always, I appreciate it. I, I thank you for your time, and I know that it's, it's been a long time coming, and I know they got more work to do. But while uh, you and I started this season off not thinking we'd be talking about a 7-2 and two team right now. No, not, not at all. So, you know, they, 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 they surprised me. But you know what? But the, 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 if you look at the maturation 
of, of the players and the team and what they've gone through and what what they how they, how they overcome those things now. You know, and, and this is start some good. Absolutely. Syracuse doing what they got to do to make it happen. And as our good buddy Mark Jones says, make it happen, man. So <laughs> he, I told him, I was like, I was like, Rob, I see he was on the show yesterday. And I told him, I said, Rob, Rob was like, like Mark Jones said, make it happen. I was like, no, Rob, it's make it happen, man. You got to say the man at the end. So <laughs> But I, as always, I, I appreciate it. I know you're doing great things in the community, so keep doing what you're doing, and I'll just look forward to talking with you soon. All right, Dan, take it easy. All right, take care. That right. coming from Rob Drummond one more time, Syracuse and NFL alum, and uh, one of my closest friends. So one of the one of the best people I know. One of the one of the. Uh, there's no words that can describe Rob adequately. You know, you you know, if you find somebody in your life that you love that much that is that much a part of your family that you can't even figure out an adequate word to describe them in a good way. That's tremendous. And I feel like any good word I could say about Rob, there's a better one. So he knows I love him and he knows I appreciate him. He's done an amazing job in Syracuse history. He's done an amazing job overall in his history with the sport of football. And he does an amazing job helping kids every single day. And as a business owner, has done a tremendous job in our community and has been a huge positive piece of our community, helping our community to grow, expand, rise, and be strong. So I have nothing but love for Rob Drummond. And above all things, he's one of my closest friends. Let's take a step aside for a fast break. And we'll be back in just a moment. 201 shows in 2018. We keep counting. We keep racking them up. I promised you that I would have a pretty accurate number of how many shows I've actually done on live radio. And I'll be giving you that number right after this. This is a wake-up call fast break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DreisigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513 or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. 
Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me buy a house, find the right place, could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, gotta take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you gonna help me buy and sell my commercial property also? Yes, sir. I like that, I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely, but they need to know your name, so give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. spreading in historic Herald Square about Syracuse's favorite sports and entertainment venue, the Press Room Pub, with lots of room next to 450 parking spots. Wash down their delicious 9-ounce burger for $9.95 with a variety of New York State brewed beers. TVs abound all throughout the location, including their 90-inch monster. Watch your game. Enjoy time with family, friends, as well as bringing the kids to the playroom. The SU alumni party for every away football game is making headlines, as well as Robert Drummond, Syracuse football alum, and Dan Totora's pregame show two hours before kickoff for every home game. Private parties available as well for as many as 300 people. Come circulate at the Press Room Pub, downtown Syracuse, and visit PressRoomPub.com right now for more information. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. It's election day, and I have a very special message, courtesy of The Tonight Show. The midterm elections are tomorrow. 470 congressional seats are up for grabs, and a lot of politicians are making their final push to sway voters. Well, we actually have one of those candidates here right now to talk with us. Hello, are you there? Dr. Evil, is that you? No, it's White Cory Booker. <laughs> of course it's me, numbnuts. Wait, wait, you're running for Congress? Yes, Jimmy, haven't you been following the news? It's 2018. Evil's in right now. It's hip. It's like playing Fortnite while slamming a Tide Pod and doing the Shiggy Challenge. <laughs> but I, just, I just didn't realize that you wanted to run for office. Well, originally I was hoping for Brett Kavanaugh's job, but Trump said I was too even-tempered for that. So so you're running for Congress. I'm I'm sorry, but what what state are you even running in? I thought you lived in a secret lair hidden in a volcano. I do, but it's in Rhode Island. Yeah. (laughs) Exit 47, near the Spearmint Rhino Gentleman's Club. Okay, I see. I see. So, So are you running as a Democrat or a Republican? Neither. I'm running as an evil Tarion. <laughs> Our ultimate goal 
is to make America even again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, make America evil again? You got it, Pontiac! I, do, you, do you have a platform? Of course, nummy. I've come up with a five-point evil plan. Well, what are you going to call it? I shall call it... My five-point evil plan. Okay, okay, well, what, what is step one? From now on, the only flavor of Pringles will be screaming dill pickle. <laughs> and the tube will be skinnier. That's evil. Because once you pop, you have no choice but to stop. <laughs> All right, okay. What is, what is step two? Step two, I will make Don Jr. Secretary of Treasury. The man's made out of dough. You really think he's that rich? No, he looks like he's actually made out of dough. Yeah. He's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I just want to poke his belly. <laughs> step, step three, what, what is that? Well, step three, the amount of time it takes before you can skip a YouTube ad will be increased from five seconds to eight seconds. <laughs> oh my no skipsies! All right, that, no is skipsies. Evil. that is evil right there. That is almost too much. What is step four? Well, this one isn't really evil. It's more practical. I'm going to legalize weed. Yeah. 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 Poppy needs that sticky icky for his glaucoma. Yeah. He likes to blow his stick. He likes to get shizzy on the wacky. Yeah. Too much? Yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Right. And finally, step five. The new national anthem will be... Baby shark do 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 grandma shark do 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 shark do 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 in these turbulent times of division, ad hominem attacks, and polarizing rhetoric, it can feel like the country is being torn apart. But it's important that we as a country unite and remember one thing. What is it? Baby shark do 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 I thought that you all needed to hear that this morning to get you excited for Election Day. So, Dr. Evil is back, and I can't wait. I'm excited. He's back. they got to make an Austin Powers 4. I've been waiting for this movie forever. Can I please be one of, one of Dr. Evil or Austin Powers' children? I mean, I could do impressions. I can make it happen. I think it's time. I think it's time for me to be able to do this and be a part of this. So, let us, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Get me in this movie. I think it would be a great idea. So they got to bring it back. Austin Powers. They got to make an Austin Powers 4, and I got to be in it. That's just how it is. Dr. Evil. And I got to work on my Dr. Evil. 
because it is one of the impressions that I do, and Austin Powers, but I have to work on my laugh. Because I haven't done the Dr. Evil in a while, and I want to make sure when I bring it that I bring it. So we are in the second hour of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora this morning. And I have, uh, I, I asked I ask my listeners and my supporters and, you know, just people that I know to, uh, to give me a word, to give me a word or a phrase that I have to use within the show. And today's word is... Archie Sucadental. Now, if you're gullible, this is the opposite of gullible. Archie Sucadental. Archie Sucadental, which means hard to convince. So I could say to you, if I used it in a sentence, how would I? Okay, so Archie Sucadental. So, <laughs> so, so this is my word. This is the word I was given today. These are tough words. This is not easy. Okay, and I was given this. I was given this word, you know, in in the middle of the night. But here I am with it. So, Archie Sucadental is going to be used in this sentence. Let me think. Hard to convince. It is Archie Sucadental to think that the national media. We'll find Syracuse football as something that they would have respected. It's simply Archie Sucadental. Hard to convince the national media that Syracuse football was going to be good this year. So you're gullible or you're Archie Sucadental. And I used it today, and I like it, and it rolls off my tongue. Archie Sucadental. I love it. So that's the word of the day. It's not an easy word to use, folks. Very difficult. You should be proud of me. Hard to convince. She was simply Archie Sucadental. Hard to convince. There you go. She was gullible. She was Archie Sucadental. There you go. So you have the word of the day. If you have a word or a phrase you would like to hear on Wake Up Call, remember it's a family show. Send the word over or the phrase over, and I will do my best to put that word or phrase into the show. Be tasteful. Be nice. Remember that it's a family show. It's now time for my conversations with the Syracuse Orange. Those conversations for Syracuse Orange basketball to get you ready for this. Syracuse basketball season, which officially starts off tonight. When the 2K Classic begins, the 2K Classic will start off at the Carrier Dome for Syracuse, and then it will go to New York City and Madison Square Garden, where they will face off against UConn on November 15th, which is a Thursday at 7 p.m., and that will follow with them facing off against Iowa or Oregon on November 16th, also in Madison Square Garden, just for you all to know. So, the 2K Classic is going to start with Eastern Washington tonight here on November 6th. And then on November 10th, it will continue against Moorhead State. And then Syracuse will go face UConn, their longtime rival, who's no longer in the same conference, obviously. They're in the American Athletic. But their longtime rival and a team that Syracuse fans don't like and vice versa. 
they will see them in Madison Square Garden. And then it, depending on if they who wins that game, if Syracuse wins that game and then Iowa-Oregon, then they will face off in the 2K Classic game to follow against Iowa or Oregon the next day on November 16th. So games start tonight. Like I said, the season officially kicks off. Syracuse defeated LeMoyne and St. Rose in their exhibition games, and they are now officially into the 2018-19 season. Crazy thing about it is typically the exhibition games are at the beginning of November, and then the regular season starts. Well, this regular season starts on November 6th because the exhibition games are on the 25th and the 31st, a.k.a. Halloween, and my dude Eric Bunch's B-Day. So now that that's done and the season has officially started earlier, we are jumping into the season when normally we're going to exhibition games at the Carrier Dome. And so we are in full swing as Eastern Washington is the first game that counts. And I had the opportunity to speak with Alan Griffin about the two exhibition games going into this game. This is what he had to say. You know, we were able to score the ball. Uh, last year, you know, it was such a hard, you know, struggle to score the ball, excuse me. And uh, this year, you know, scoring is, you know, right now is coming easy to us. Uh, uh, Lemoyne was a good team. St. Rose is a good team. They made us work for some stuff, uh, especially early. And we were able to break the game open at some point and, and, and do what we do uh, best right now, and that's scoring the basketball. Barama Sidibe, just what you can say about him. He's, he has some spin moves underneath. He finished on some of them, didn't on some other ones. But he looks to, uh, you know, be moving pretty well on both of his legs and, and looks clean out there. Yeah, he just got to concentrate a little bit better and finish around the rim. Uh, that's one thing that, you know, he's been doing in practice was, uh, of late is concentrating a little bit better and, and, and making those um, spin moves and stuff like that around the basket. So he's got to concentrate a little bit more and uh, uh, just put the ball in the basket. Pascal, just what he was able to do uh, in this game, just what you took away from him. He's over seven foot tall, but he can lay it up there pretty nicely when he needs to. Oh, yeah, Pascal's got some, uh, some skill around the basket, got a good feel around the basket. He just got to have the confidence to go out there and do it against anybody. A seven foot or a guy who's six eight. <laughs> Bayham did something at the end of this press conference that I, I can honestly say I've never seen him do in all the time I've covered the team, which he went back to the mic and he said, oh, by the way, I passed out candy tonight and only the big bars. So did you have somebody at the house passing out candy for you? You know what? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm there by myself, so at the end of the day, I'm sorry for all the kids that knocked on my door and have no candy. <laughs> now, will you go to Jim and, and ask for one of those big bars he's got left over? No, I run far away from his house. <laughs> That coming once again from Alan Griffin, assistant coach of the Syracuse Orange. In his second season back with the team here in Syracuse, New York, he was on the staff as a grad assistant, and before that was obviously a player for the Syracuse Orange, and now he is back helping the team to move forward. And what a way to come back last year when the team made it all the way to the Sweet 16 in Omaha, Nebraska. So, And anytime I hear Omaha, I always think of Peyton. Omaha, that's all I think. I think of Peyton Manning. That Omaha, that Omaha call. Buddy Bayheim is up next here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I, told, I said, you know, he talked about a lot of games that he got to see in the Dome and, and be a part of, but not on the court. Now he gets to be a part of it, and just how surreal that is, that these games count, and now he's a Syracuse Orange player, so Buddy has the opportunity to be a part of the success of Syracuse on the court. 
Oh, it's crazy. It just makes me think about when I was a kid watching the game and, and now how I'd feel as a player if I was that kid watching the game and how I'd be feeling emotionally. And it's just crazy to wrap my head around right now, but it's it's something I've always dreamed about and always envisioned myself out there playing. Wear number 35, just what that means to you to have that on your back and know that the games are going to count from here on out. Yeah, it's just something I've, I've always dreamed about. Like I said, um, playing, playing for my dad, playing, wearing his jersey, um, just having him believe in me my whole life that I could play here is something that's meant a lot to me and I just want to give back as much as I can as a player for Syracuse and the fans and just try to win as much as possible. He's always been a coach to you. Now he's the actual coach for you in college. Just what that's been like these first couple games and what it'll be like moving forward. Uh, it's been great. Uh, he's just been just he's gotten on me a couple of times which he should and just treat me like everyone else which is what I want. Asked him to didn't ask him but he's just he's just knows that I'm I'm another player. So just learning from him uh, on and off the court is something I'm, I'm really happy blessed to be able to do. Says he is a father. That coming once again from Buddy Bayheim of the Syracuse Orange. Buddy Bayheim wearing number 35 like his father did over four decades ago. Can't talk about that. If I'm Jim Bayheim, I'd be like, don't be telling people that was four decades ago. I'm young. Be telling people, telling people how old I am. It's not right. Jim Bayheim over four decades with the Syracuse Orange. And wow. You know, if anybody's become synonymous with the team, it would be JB. And, you know, if people want to talk about what are they going to do in the future, let's just talk about the present. I want to bring, give anybody any bad news. Let's just talk about the present. I think what makes sense to me and to Lawrence Moten and to, you know, I'm sure a lot of other people out there and other people I've talked to is is the fact that Syracuse with Jim Beheim, I mean, it's 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 synonymous. I mean, was there ever a time, did, Sarah, did the city of Syracuse exist before Jim Beheim? Some people would ask that question. And so Jim came onto this team and has been to numerous Final Fours and has been, found a way to do it in each decade that he's been a coach and to find success, you know, within a 10-year period, so to speak, of when he's been a coach, you know, each time. So, you know, we see the success of Jim Beheim, And what makes sense to me and to Lawrence Moten, like I was saying, is that he will be the coach of Syracuse as long as Buddy is there and he's obviously coaching up against Jimmy, his other son, who plays for Cornell. I think once that's done, I can't see him continuing on because I don't know if I could do that. You know, as a dad, having the opportunity to coach against one of my sons and coach, you know, coach one of my sons and have that happen at the same time when I used to be coaching these games and trying to get out to a game and, and trying not to miss my, you know, my, my children's games, be it my son or my daughter or whatever, you know, so I think, I think that it's a truly amazing story. I think it's a great story. I think it's, you know, something that I'm sure is very meaningful to Jim and I, I talked to him about it going into the season and that was on the show here in my preview. And you can always go back and listen to that by going to mix or pardon me, going to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com. You can also go to wakeupcalldt.com and click on the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, the Podbean podcast, or TuneIn Radio. And I would suggest that you do all of that and check it out. So, you know, it makes perfect sense that once that's done, he would be done at Syracuse. But it's the here and now, and fans have Jim Beheim back in the building for yet another season. It is, it is insane 
how many seasons Jim Beheim has been the coach of the Syracuse Orange. You know, but I have nothing but the res- but but the utmost respect for Jim Beheim, and I'm excited to see what this can bring and just what he can do. You know, he has over a thousand wins, and I commend him on that. I also commend the websites that count him for having over a thousand wins because that's the truth. You cannot erase history, no matter how hard the NCAA attempts to erase history. You cannot erase history, and for all the time that he's been a head coach of the Syracuse Orange, 42 years. This is his 43rd season. So more than four decades has he been at Syracuse. Truly remarkable. And he is now coaching guys like Robert Braswell, who have just come onto the team. And I spoke with Robert about the most recent game against LeMoyne and finding his shot and trying to create some offense for himself. I felt I was a lot more calmer this game than the last game. You know, had to get all the, you know, the first first game jiggles out. I feel a lot better about this game. There's a couple exhibitions. You only have two of them, but like you said, you had some jitters in that first game. So, are you happy that you have that opportunity to get a couple of these games under your belt before they start to count? Yes, definitely. Because I, being going into like the real season, I guess that's what that's what you want to call it. Um, I want to be calm, you know, I don't want to be worried about the wrong things during the game. What have you taken away from some of your teammates, you know, maybe some advice that they've given to you and whatnot? Have you had time to kind of sit down with some of the guys and maybe go over film from the St. Rose game or, you know, just overall have them tell you kind of what they see with what you're doing? Uh, a lot of them, like Frank, uh, Shay, they tell me, you know, they just keep a keep a good mindset the whole time, you know, play hard, be aggressive. Cause, I mean, I'm a freshman, so I got a lot of time to learn. And, You decided to come on to this team after Buddy had already said yes and after Jalen Carey had said yes. What made Syracuse feel right for you? And hindsight being 2020, what can you say about that decision? when I first, when I came on my visit and I met all the coaches, and I met Adrian. It just felt like family. Like they all, they're all cool people. You know, they want the best for everybody that they're dealing with. You mentioned Adrian Autry. What can you say about him? I mean, I've known him for a while and built a relationship with him. His personality is unique. Junior. Oh, Junior, you're talking about. Okay. So, so we'll give him some credit. We'll come back to Adrian in a second. But what can you say about Adrian Autry Junior? And you know, he's a walk on onto the team with just what your relationship was like with him and, and why that was something special from from the first time I met him he's just a great person he's great to be around he's funny he keeps everybody energetic is Adrian Autry senior or Adrian Autry junior the better of the two probably junior <laughs> the juniors are better what do you think what do you think Adrian Autry senior would, would think about that you could be running a little bit in practice yeah he's gonna he gonna talk his try <laughs> <laughs> now Knowing that the games count from here on out, just what you can say about this experience. I know you said getting some jitters out was important to you, but what can you say about maybe the feel of the game and, and going up against somebody other than yourselves in practice? Uh, can, you, can you rephrase that? Yeah, just what it was like to go up against somebody other than yourselves in practice to get a couple of these games under your belt, just what your takeaways are. 
Oh, when you're in practice, it seems like you do things a lot easier. I don't know. I don't know why. But it also it's also harder because we go a lot harder against each other because we're competing for everything. Uh, playing against other people is just it has to be just like practice. Like we gotta continue to go hard and just play our game. How excited are you for this moment, knowing that it's it's finally going to be real in just a few days? Very excited. I'm ready to get out there and show what I can do and also learn from the other people that I'm playing behind. That coming once again from Robert Braswell of the Syracuse Orange. True freshman on the team. He is a true freshman, and so is Jalen Carey, who is looking to get back healthy and frank. Howard looking to get back healthy, but the the newbies on the team this year, Buddy Bayheim, Robert Braswell, as well as Jalen Carey, and not a newbie face, but a newbie on the court, and that is Elijah Hughes, the utility guy who can do a little bit of everything, play in the backcourt as well as the front court. And then, speaking of the front court, somebody who decided to come back and decided to, he told me right after the game against Duke in Omaha, he said to me in the locker room that he wanted to be the leader. He wanted to be a leader and to bring in the freshmen like how he was brought in. He wanted to be able to teach others and pay it forward like to 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 really honor what Frank Howard and Tyus Battle had done for him last year. I respect the heck out of this guy. I asked him about getting his feet wet with the team in these two exhibition games as they head into the 2018-19 season tonight. And this is what O'Shea Brissett had to say. It's great um, getting out here, you know, playing on this court. It's definitely different than the one that we have, you know, that we practice in every day. So, you know, it's good to get out here and just get, you know, up and down and just work on the things that we need to work on against a different opponent. Um, and now it's just really time to lock in and, you know, get going. Robert Braswell and Buddy Bayheim have had an opportunity to get out there. Just what you've seen from those guys, we know Buddy can shoot, and uh, Robert Braswell was able to get to the rim a couple times in the second half of this game. Just what you've seen from them. Uh, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for them to get going. I'm excited for everyone to see what they can really do. Um, you know, Rob, he's you know a quiet guy, kind of shy. So I feel like it's going to take him a little while, but, you know, that's that's normal. Um, we, play, we play in a big stadium, so, you know, nerves are only going to hit him. But, you know, once he gets comfortable with the system and the way we play, he's, you know, he's a great player. He's shown it in practice, and um, I'm excited for him. You guys see what Buddy could do. Um, you know, that's just going to stay consistent all, all year. You know, he's a guy that, that works hard and is dedicated to the game, so, you know, he's ready. Waiting on guys like Jalen Carey and... Frank Howard and Howard Washington Jr., who obviously you know very well and they're very close to. Just what you could say about, you know, patience with those guys and knowing that they're all a part of the backcourt. Yeah, uh, we have a great, great uh, coaching staff that are really going to help them, you know, get back and feel like they haven't missed any time off. Um, but, you know, once they get back, I feel like our, our team's going to flow much better. You know, Frank's a leader, and that's what we really need. Um, right now, someone's able to calm us down when we get to route up or, or direct, you know, on the offensive end and defensive end. Um, Jalen and Howard both bring the same thing to the table, um, able to, you know, poise us and, you know, just keep us, keep us ready. Um, you know, like I said, that's just something that we need right now. But, um, you know, they're going to be back for the first couple games, and, you know, from there we're just going to keep building. And then as far as, you know, shooting-wise, I don't believe anybody took 10 shots in the game, let alone you know, 20 or anything like that. Just to speak to the fact that there are so many shooters on this team. There's so much offense on the team, and nobody has to take 15, 20 shots now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that definitely takes a lot of stress off of, you know, the guys that did have to take those those tough shots last year. Um, 
but you know once we have that it, it helps everybody out staying efficient and helps the team out you know scoring wise and you know we keep pressure on the defense when they don't know you know who's going to be the one to step up you know one day it could be myself one day it could be Tyus, Frank, Elijah, Buddy you know we, we got so many weapons and inside you know I got to give credit to Brahm and Pascal they've really been doing the thing working on the inside um, and, you know and they've been doing it so you know I'm excited for just to play you know bigger teams or just to go to those those next level games because you know we're gonna we're gonna keep at them. You and, and Tyus decided to be a part of the team this year. He believes something special can happen. Just what you could say about that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, with the run that we had last year and everyone returning, I feel like I definitely feel like you know we could surprise a lot of people um, and just keep you know make a deeper run into the, to the tournament. Um, the experience that we have and the leadership that we have on this team is you know second to none. The guys are ready. Um, and willing to get at it, and it's not just the upperclassmen guys, the freshmen that we have coming in. You know, they they're really gonna be able to do it for us. This is a wake up call, fast break. Gear up with the real deal at Dry Sig Apparel, creating what people are going to see and learn about you before they even meet you. Gear up for what you need for your team, business, or event. To look professional, look good, and feel good, outfit yourself at drysigapparel.com. That's D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G apparel.com. The only place to gear up with the real deal. What's the universal language of a fan? Clapping your hands. With Fan Hands, the ultimate sports fan accessory, find your team color, slip them on, and start cheering on your favorite team with 11 different colors always in stock on FanHands.com, where you'll find the ultimate sports fan accessory. Real fans wear Fan Hands. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature sport court where you can enjoy basketball, volleyball, pickleball, soccer, lacrosse, and more year-round in their indoor facility. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Utica Pizza Company spells family. Your family. My family. Their family. The recipes that they have shared with each other throughout the years and have now been so gracious to share them with us. I can sit here and talk with you about all the great things that are on the menu. We'd be here forever. So let me say this. Utica Pizza Company is second to none. And now you can bring it home with you and you can dine in in the restaurant. UticaPizzaCompany.com will give you all the information that you need. And let me say, these Utica Greens, they're the best. Utica Pizza Company. Call them and place your order at 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060. Families break bread at Utica Pizza Company. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash DT. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm going to use the word one more time. Archisucadental, which means hard to convince. 
So it's the opposite of being gullible. That's the word of the day that I was given to use today on the show. Archie Sukadental, hard to convince. He was he was simply Archie Sukadental when it came to believing that the ending of Lost was a good ending. There you go. See, I put it in a sentence. My teachers taught me how to do that. Shout out to Our Lady of Pompeii, Christian Brothers Academy, Marywood University. I love you all. And, and, and gingerbread. Gingerbread, which was one of the best times of my life. Gingerbread. So big up to that. Preschool was awesome. So pre-K, love pre-K. A lot, a lot of fun for me. So that being said, it is the it is the official opening of the Syracuse basketball season. And the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team will be playing tonight, November 6th, on Election Day against Eastern Washington that has an eagle as their logo, which is pretty cool So because it's Election Day. So we will see, but it's actually... So yeah, so they have the so they have their eagle logo. So that'll be interesting here on election day to have to be going up against a team that has that logo. Just kind of something cool and different and special. And then on the women's side of things for women's basketball, the women's basketball team is also going to be home today, and they're facing off against North Dakota inside of the Carrier Dome. She got a dome doubleheader, 3 p.m. for the women and 7 p.m. for the men tonight on Tuesday, November 6th. So go out, and if you're going to go to these games, make sure you vote early because you're not going to be able to vote, obviously, when you come out of the Syracuse men's basketball game. Polls are open until, I think, 9 p.m., so make sure that you go out and vote early. I'll be voting right after the show because that is what I do because I appreciate the fact that I have the opportunity and the blessing and the privilege to be able to vote. So with that being said, go out and vote today, and whoever you vote for, just go do it. Exercise your right to vote. So many people across this world would love the opportunity to do so. So make sure that you don't waste that opportunity. With that being said, here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tatora, the, the, a lot of things happened in the NFL this week. A lot of things. First of all, the Tennessee Titans beat the... I don't understand. I don't get it. The Cowboys were so bad to start the season. And then they they just reamed the Jaguars. And then they lost to the Tennessee Titans at home on Monday Night Football to Marcus Mariota. What is happening? I really do think Jason Garrett's going to get fired this year. I I mean, that's where I'm at right now. Jason Garrett, to me, has never really been the head coach, though. He's just been a puppet because I don't think that Jerry Jones hires anybody who is really going to buck up against him because Jimmy Johnson won a bunch of Super Bowls and then tried to say, this is my team, and then look at what happened to that. So the ego is just too big. The ego is just way too big of Jerry Jones to bring in a coach who can actually take over the team and be left alone because I don't think Jerry would want that. He said he's not going to change a coach during the season. So, you know, with that being said, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, I don't like the midseason change. I don't think it does anything positive for the team. I don't think it's it causes any success for the team by any stretch of the imagination. I think it hurts the team when you're changing things up in the middle of the season. So I'm not down with it. I'm not for it. I don't think they should do it. But I do understand the fact that, you know, this team obviously 
need some help and they need some growth. I get that. I I fully understand that. You know, this this Dallas Cowboys team does not look good. It does not feel good. And you just, again, you just lost to the Tennessee Titans, which is not something to write home about by any stretch of the imagination. So, and they didn't have to write too far home because they were in front of their fans when they did it. Oh, sick burn. But but the Dallas Cowboys, and, and somebody on the show yesterday was talking about how they don't have Jason Witten anymore. So they could use Cole Beasley to act like Jason Witten on the field, and I'm like, no, that's not, no, no, absolutely not. You got a slot receiver, and you got a big burly tight end. No, it doesn't work. Jason Witten, there. Okay, between Jason, between Jay Novacek and Jason Witten, name a Cowboys tight end. Most people can't. Jay Novacek was a huge number eighty-four. Little mullet, all that good stuff going on. Jay Novacek was one of the best pieces that I don't think it's talked about enough with the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl championship days. And Jason Witten was the best thing they had since that. And Tony Romo was the best thing that they had since Troy Aikman. I'm not saying that Tony Romo is Troy Aikman, but he's the best thing that they had since Troy Aikman. The, what the Cowboys had that a lot of fans were upset about, at least that team was winning games. At least that team had an opportunity to get to the playoffs. At least that team, no matter what you thought of them, would give you some life potentially at the end of the season. Where this Dallas Cowboys team, I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. I don't see it. And I don't know how you can be proud of losing at home to the Tennessee Titans. The Cowboys are 3-5 and five right now. And if we look at the standings of the NFL, the Cowboys in the NFC East are in third place. The Giants are 1-7, so that's great. See, but the thing is, the writing was kind of on the wall. And that's why when people say to me, oh, you know, the Jaguars, Blake Bortles, it's not working. They just need to get Eli Manning. No, they don't. Eli Manning's not going to be any better. He's not. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, and he took down Goliath twice. And I respect the heck out of Eli Manning for beating the Patriots twice. I respect the heck out of, of, of Eli Manning for the work that he had done in those seasons and some of the things that he's done, obviously, throughout his career. But with that being said, Eli Manning's not going to make the, the Jacksonville Jaguars any better. The team is 1-7. The Jaguars are 3-5. and five. The Giants are 1-7. and seven. The Jaguars beat the Giants. So if I'm the Jaguars, I don't want Eli Manning. Why would I want Eli Manning? Especially with the fact that I think, you know, Eli Manning's going to have to retire soon. And I can't imagine that he will be around for much longer, uh, maybe next season. I had two seasons, so that would be this one and next one. I could see him maybe try to live out one after that, but I I don't know. I think the Giants have to look for a quarterback, uh, absolutely. But the writing was on the wall because Eli Manning's not what Eli Manning used to be, and the offensive line was not it was it was not better. And Odell Beckham Jr., as good as he is, he's not a phenom. He's not he, he's not going out there just killing it with his numbers and oh my God, this and that and the other thing. You know, to me, he wanted to get paid. He got paid. Great for that. Congratulations. He has seven hundred and eighty five yards this season through eight games. He has two touchdowns through eight games. He is averaging just shy of 100 yards a game, so I'll give him credit for that. But he doesn't wow me. He doesn't wow me. 
He's not wowing me right now. This team needs help, okay? When you have a character like OBJ or you have a character like Jalen Ramsey, it's a head case. It's an absolute head case. Yes, they're talented, but they're a head case. Saquon Barkley deserves better. The Giants fans deserve better. I could see the writing on the wall. I had no expectations for the Giants this year. I just thought Saquon Barkley would be fun to watch, but I didn't have any expectations for the Giants as a team. The Washington Redskins are in first place in the NFC East. They're 5-3 and three, despite the fact that they just lost to the Falcons at home. The Philadelphia Eagles are 4-4. Four and four. They're trying to get back on the wagon. The Cowboys are 3-5. and five. So it's still anybody's division except for the Giants. But... But, 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 the Washington Redskins have really done some good things. And they've been able to show up. And I give them a lot of credit for that. Granted, they just lost their most recent game against the Falcons, 38-14. to But they were on a three-game winning streak and had won four of their last five before that. And I give them, and, and they had defeated the Packers, defeated the Cowboys, defeated the Giants. you got to beat your division. Defeated the Panthers amongst all of that. So, you know, and defeating the Packers is a big one. 31 to 17. They didn't barely beat them or beat them in overtime. They beat them by two touchdowns. So, you know, for me, I think the Redskins have definitely stepped their game up. There's nobody in the NFL of 32 franchises that is now undefeated because the Saints did what I told you I believe the Saints were going to do. And. When you look at what the Saints did in this game, I mean, it's. Just, I had the Saints win in this game. I said it on Thursday's show. I said, I think that the Saints, last Thursday, I think the Saints are going to win this game against the Rams, and then this is going to set up the NFC championship game where these two teams are going to go up against each other and the Rams are going to seek revenge right before the Super Bowl. That is my belief. I'm going to stick to that belief. The Saints are 7 and 1. They're on a 7-game winning streak. The Rams are 8 and 1. If the playoffs started today, the Rams are 1, the Saints are 2. And then you got the Bears and the Skins trying to make it happen over here. I love it. If we look at the playoff scenario right now, the Rams are one, the Saints are two, the Bears are three, the Skins are four, the Panthers are five, the Vikings are six, the Falcons, the Seahawks are just outside of that. And at the bottom of it all are the Giants. They're 16 of 16. In, they're under the 49ers, which is awful. So in the AFC, number one is the Chiefs, number two is the Patriots, number three is the Steelers. So they're back where they're supposed to be, which is awesome. So he, so they are in third. And then the Houston Texans, because the AFC South just plays like crap. They're <laughs> That's the thing. The Houston Texans win the division when the division beats the hell out of itself. When the Colts beat themselves and the Jaguars beat themselves and the Titans are good but not that great, this is where we fall. So the Texans are fourth. And then the Chargers are fifth. And the Bengals are sixth. The Dolphins are right outside of that, followed by the Titans in the AFC. And then we would go from there. Jacksonville is is still within striking distance, but again, you know, they 
have to go up against the Titans who have a head-to-head against them, and that always seems to be the Achilles heel or the Tennessee Titans. So they got some work to do in this one. But it's, it's, it's interesting to me to see the Chiefs won in the AFC and the Rams won in the NFC, and then I still think that the Saints are absolutely uh, dangerous. I said it a, few, a couple weeks ago. I said I think that this, I think the Saints could be on a path to win another Super Bowl. I really do. And I think the most exciting teams out there are not named the Patriots. I think it's the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Saints right now. And I think, you know, even though the Steelers are 5-2-1 and one and it doesn't look as attractive, I think the Steelers are doing very well right now. And speaking of that, Le'Veon Bell, is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Blah, 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 blah. Here's the specifics about it all. Bell is in his sixth NFL season. He has more than played out his four-year rookie contract. His goal is to not be under the franchise tag, you would imagine. If the Steelers do not place the franchise tag or trans- transition transition tag on him this season, he'll become an unrestricted free agent at the start of the new league year, which happens in March of 2019. The November 13th deadline, which is a week from today, is the last day that Bell can report in order to play on the franchise tag this season. If he doesn't show, he can't play or get paid for his services in 2018. So he will lose his total of $14.5 million. He would lose all of it. He's already lost a chunk of it. He'll lose all of it. If the Steelers rescind the franchise tag, he'll immediately become a free agent and could sign with any team. He can't negotiate with the Steelers or another team until after the year if he's on that tag. They can tag him for a third consecutive year, but then he wouldn't play for another year. And I don't see that happening. Now, 2019 is the final year that they could franchise tag him. An NFL player cannot be tagged more than three times. If it's a franchise or a transition tag, it doesn't matter. An NFL player cannot be franchise or transition tag, whatever tag. They cannot be tagged more than three times. And I don't see any way that the Steelers would do this. Now, Le'Veon Bell would make more than $20 million if they did, but he ha- he seemingly has no interest in being a Steeler no matter what he says, or else, in my opinion, he would be on the team by now. Now they can place the transition tag on him in the offseason. And this secures unrestricted free agents by giving the team the chance to make any contract offer, to match any contract offer from another team. So the transition tag pays less because the rights are less secure. Bell can negotiate elsewhere, and if a new team offers, the Steelers can match the offer. If they don't want to match, then he can sign with the new team. If no offer comes, he can play on the one-year transition tag at the set price. So if he's on a transition tag, it'll cost the Steelers less if nobody else makes a push for him. And it gives Bell more flexibility. But he cannot, under the transition tag, he can't have a sign-and-trade, so he can't sign with the Steelers and then be traded. Now the transition tag, oh pardon me, this would actually be more of $17.4 million. 
and he can be transition tagged at $7.16 million if he only plays for 7 of 17 weeks, then they can reduce his number. So the less weeks he plays, the Steelers can try and argue and reduce his number from $17.4 million down to $7 million or less, depending on how many games he actually plays. And then an arbitrator would have to handle the case. So, this is where we are with Le'Veon Bell. They can transition, tag him. He can sign the franchise tag. They could do it next year and go through all this BS again, which I don't know why the heck you would want to put anybody, your fan base, you, anyone through this headache again. Or they could just find a way to get rid of him as feasibly as possible, as quickly as possible, to find a way to just get rid of Le'Veon Bell. He doesn't seem to be willing to work with the Steelers, and the Steelers don't seem to be willing to work with him. So something's got to give in this grand scheme of things because it's just not working out. And, oh, by the way, James Conner has 151 attempts this season through eight games for 706 yards, 4.7 yards a carry. He has nine rushing touchdowns, and he's averaging 88 yards per game. He also has a receiving touchdown and 379 yards on 38 catches. So to put it into perspective, the Steelers are in first place of the AFC North. James Conner is more than capable, and they don't seem to be missing Le'Veon Bell at all. So if I'm Le'Veon Bell... I would do whatever it takes to play nice-nice with them and then get out of it. Okay, you're trying to get out of this marriage. You're trying to have a divorce with the Steelers. And you catch a lot more with honey than you do with a stinger. Remember that, Le'Veon. Let's take a step aside. This is a wake-up call. Fast break. Get Hilton quality service at the most affordable price at True by Hilton Camillus, located right next to Costco in Township 5. True by Hilton Camillus offers you their signature Top It breakfast bar with over 30 different toppings to personalize the most important meal of the day, all complimentary with your stay. For reservations and information, call 315-314-8676. That's 315-314-8676. True by Hilton Camillus. Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. Having peace of mind when you're out of town that your furry loving friend is safe and sound means taking them to Canine Campground because we all know that when it comes to the love of our pets, it goes well beyond the call of duty to make sure they're safe and sound. Right, Lily? So take a ride to 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse, New York, and see Canine Campground and where your dog will be staying, in the classic cabin, the executive cabin, the grand cabin, or of course, the luxury cabin, because if you know Lily, you know she loves luxury. Now you don't have to wait to the last minute to find a family member or a friend that'll take your dog for a few days. Call Canine Campground at 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. Their drop-off and pick-up times are Monday through Sunday. Check K9Campground.com for more information. That's the letter K, the number 9, and campground spelled with a K.com. 
K9Campground.com. When you're going out of town, bring your dog to K9 Campground. Consistency is, well, consistently hard to find. Unless you head to 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, the home of the Penn and Trophy Center, who has been serving us Central and Upstate New Yorkers, as well as beyond, for decades. The Penn and Trophy Center on 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York, gives you an amazing and unique way to customize a memory today. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. Be it an Employee of the Month award, a sports award, something for your business, engraving for your family, your loved ones, anniversaries, birthday parties, and so much more, including remembering somebody who served in the military. Say it with the Penn and Trophy Center. 119 East 2nd Street in East Syracuse, New York. The definition of consistency is Penn and Trophy. Browse their products on penandtrophy.com. That's penandtrophy.com. And call them for more information at 315-422-8797. That's 315-422-8797. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Always proud to be here with you every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, you know it when it comes to the the when it comes to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on Thursdays we're always going over 11, and on Fridays we are always going over 11. So I guarantee you. That you'll get two hours of the show, but typically you get so much more. Under promise, over deliver. That's how we do it here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. So you can listen in on mixlr.com backslash wake up call DT every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And you can know that it's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, but it could be a little bit longer than that, a little bit open ended. So. I'm very, uh, very always appreciative of, you know, everything that's, that I have here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. I'm so honored to have you, and I'm so honored to, you know, be able to do what I do, to do what I love every single day is, is such a blessing, and my gratitude goes out to each and every single one of you. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do. 
and uh, thank you for being the wonderful, wonderful supporters that you are and you have always been. So my appreciation, 15 years plus for all of that. And to everybody that supported me from the beginning of the beginning of the beginning. Like my parents said, when I was like 10 years old, 13 years old, they knew what I wanted to do. They knew what I could do and they knew that I should do and that I would be successful. And I barely scratched the surface of what I intend to do. So if you're enjoying this, buckle in because there's going to be a lot more to enjoy. With that being said, we're in the ingredients to success, probably brought to you by Utica Pete's Company, and it's a Utica thing. I love, 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 love Utica Pete's Company, and it's a Utica thing. I want my chicken riggies, and I want them now. I went last week, two days in a row, I got chicken riggies and Italian wedding soup the first day, and the second day I got chicken riggy pizza in the Utica-style wings. So I am spoiled, and I need to go back. So... Utica Beats Company is located on 628 South Main Street, North Syracuse, New York. It is an amazing, amazing place. You can go, you can call 315-214-3060. That's 315-214-3060 to order carryout as well as delivery and for catering. 315-214-3060. And you can go visit them on site to dine in at 628 South Main Street, North Syracuse, New York. And of course, they have a new location in Whitesboro that just opened. You got to go out there as well. And it's a Utica thing you will find in stores all throughout the state of New York, including Price Chopper, Spiras, Nichols, Beacon Skiff, Stewart Shops, and so much more. So make sure that you go and get your It's a Utica thing. Riggy sauces. The riggy sauces include the roasted garlic, the veggie, the piggy, the chicken. They're all amazing. They're all tremendous. I love them so much. The matanad, the marinara sauce. You can also pick up their famous tomato pie, and you can get their crushed red pepper. You can get their crushed pepper, and you can get their dressing. So make sure that you go out to your local stores in, in, in central and upstate New York and the state of New York in general and get It's a Utica Thing. It's a Utica Thing will actually bring the restaurant to you as well. You can go to itsauticathing.com. That's I-T-S-A, Utica Thing.com. And you can find out how you can bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep for your event, for your business, for your team, for whatever's going on, and how you can customize the menu to fit what you want. So make sure that you do that. And with that being said, the ingredients to success every Tuesday to round out the show are proudly brought to you by the wonderful people, including Phil and Charlie at Utica Pizza Company, and it's a Utica thing. The ingredients to success for this week is be from Syracuse, New York, because there are multiple ranked teams in Syracuse, New York right now. The women's basketball team is ranked in the top 25. The men's basketball team is ranked in the top 25. The football team is ranked in the top 25. And the Syracuse Stallions, who are only into their second game of their young existence, bringing pro basketball back to Central and Upstate New York, are inside of the top 25 nationally and have risen to number nine in the country. The ABA Power Rankings, Richmond is one, the SD Kings, South Florida, Trouble, Steel City, Baltimore, Tri-City, Port City, Syracuse, and OC are the top ten. So Syracuse broke into the top 25 Power Rankings after their first week or their first game ever, and now they are number nine in the country 
and we'll look to have those Stallions on the show to discuss those first couple games and definitely really proud of the Syracuse Stallions. So big ups and a God bless to them. So that's a big part of this thing is be from, you know, an ingredient to success. Go out and support your local orange. Whether you are going to a Syracuse Stallions game, a Syracuse women's basketball game, a men's basketball game, or if you're going out to a football game, the Syracuse football team plays this Friday, November 9th, in their last home game of the regular season, in the last home game of this season on Friday, November 9th at 7 p.m. against Louisville at the Carrier Dome. The women's basketball team officially opens up their season against North Dakota today, Election Day, Tuesday, November 6th at 3 p.m. at the Dome. And that will be followed by the officially op- official opening of the season for the men's basketball team, which will be happening inside of the Dome as part of this doubleheader at 7 p.m. And they will be facing Eastern Washington. And the Syracuse Stallions, who just played their first couple games at home, they will be on the road at Scranton, Pennsylvania on November 10th, this coming Saturday at 6 p.m. The next home game you can see them at is on November 18th against Lehigh Valley, and that'll be at 7.05 p.m. And then they have, after that, they'll have Binghamton, Scranton, Baltimore, Rochester, Wyoming Valley, Pottstown, Atlantic Coast, Binghamton, again, Oneonta, Elmira, and Rochester as we continue on in their schedule that will go all the way through March and hopefully beyond the first part of March. It actually runs the same course as Syracuse's men's basketball schedule that it starts at the end of October and it runs through the beginning of March. And then we see where we go from there when it comes to playoff time. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's appreciate what we have. And the Syracuse Orange team has put together, or the Syracuse, pardon me, Stallions team has put together some special things. The East region, they are 2-0. and So their ABA record is 2-0. and And in the East region, both of their games have been there against Oneonta and Elmira. So they're 2-0 and in their region. They defeated Oneonta 121-111 in their first game and then defeated Elmira 139-87 in game number two. And all their home games are played at Manlius Pebble Hill. So make sure you go and check them out. So the ingredients to success are to go out and support your local community. Whoever is in your local community doing good things, go out and support them. That means supporting the Syracuse Stallions. It also means supporting the Syracuse Crunch supporting Syracuse Orange men's basketball, women's basketball, football, and all sports at Syracuse, supporting OCC, Oswego, Lemoyne, Cornell, Colgate, Binghamton, Ithaca, and so on and so forth. Do not hesitate to put your support. Watertown, Rochester, Buffalo, do not hesitate to put your support out there and show some love for the local teams. With that being said, this has been Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash wake up call dt i'll be back with you tomorrow and ross who is supposed to be on the show on monday who couldn't make it because his daughter in my niche lorelei was unfortunately not feeling well and so everybody say a little prayer for her and hope that she gets better i love her so much and uh, she's just a great girl so laura and she's one shout out she's one and some change so shout out to Lorelai. Ross will be on the show with me tomorrow, and we'll have some other awesome things. We'll have interviews from the game tonight with Syracuse and Eastern Washington. So I'll obviously be talking with the the guys after the game inside of Syracuse's locker room. So you can get excited about that, get excited about some more NFL talk, get excited to have Ross Turetsky, uh, one of my closest friends, a brother to me, and a Northeast reporter and journalist 
Can't wait to have him on the show. Covers a lot of the high school sports in Northeast Pennsylvania, including football. And so he'll be on the broadcast tomorrow. And we'll have a lot to talk about and a lot to discuss in the best of ways. So I look forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And I hope you come out to the game tonight. Can't wait to see you. Have yourselves a great day. Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. Find me on each and every single one of those and on WakeUpCallDT.com. In the meantime, have a great day. God bless, and make sure you become a member on MixLR.com backslash Wake Up Call DT. God bless. And thank you to Alan Griffin, Robert Braswell, Buddy Bayheim, O'Shea Brissett, and Robert Drummond for joining me today.